Good morning again and welcome to Christmas in July. I'm Justin Paisley and our senior pastor, John Fickett, asked me, or John Fickett, John Walker, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just put John, I thought I'd add something extra in there. Asked me to preach this Sunday. When he asked me to preach, I asked him, what, what do you want me to preach on? And thinking he'd have something, you know, some guidelines, and he's like, uh, whatever you want, the platform is yours. And I thought, you are a brave man. <laughs> Let me grab a drink quick. All that singing made my mouth dry. But on a serious note, my partner and I, Bonnie, we do uh, the worship team, and I thought, you know, it'd be real easy if we did Christmas Sorry, it's a rena mic. Is that better? Okay. Anyhow, I thought it would be really easy to do Christmas in July, you know? Throw out a couple Christmas carols and this and that, and it'll be a change. People enjoy it. And then John asked me to speak, and I thought, man, there went my easy Sunday. <laughs> but on a serious note, I pray that God will hear, or that you will hear God's words being spoken to you today through me, that it might challenge you, bless you, and call you to a deeper, more passionate, thriving, life-giving relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ in every and in all areas of your life. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm, an, I'm an amen kind of guy, so if something that is Speaking to you, please let me know that we're on the right track. So, praise God. All right, let's, let's go ahead and start in prayer. Lord Jesus, God our Father, Christ the Son, thank you so much for all the gifts and blessings you give us each day. Lord, I pray that you will show us clearly today the gift that you gave us and what it cost you to give that gift and God, might you stir in our hearts and in our souls and show us our gift that you desire us to give to you in return. And Lord, might you realize, or might we realize, what it costs to be a true, all-in servant of the Most High God. Be with us today. Lord, open our eyes. Soften our hearts and let those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Amen. Well, before we get started, I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous, but it's starting to wear off, and we'll, we'll be all right. Would everyone stand with me? And I'd like us to stretch a little bit. So kind of get that kink out of your neck. Maybe stretch your back out a little bit there, you know. Oh, man, felt a couple cracks there. Okay, you may be seated. The reason I wanted us to stretch, it's a physical symbol of our body and needing to be limber and needing to be ready. But I wanted us to stretch in case God calls us to get uncomfortable for him. I wouldn't want any of us to pull a muscle, you know, pull a ligament, 
Have you ever been to a Christmas gathering and watched someone open a very special gift? And you were like, what? I wonder how much that cost. (laughs) Because it was something you knew was very expensive. And you know at Christmas time, they always show those commercials where there's a brand new Lexus in the driveway with the big red bow on it, and they just got it for their kid or their spouse. And I'm like, what? Who does that? Well, I don't understand that because I've never got a brand new Lexus for Christmas. Or have you ever taken a lot of time to think of something that you would really like to give to somebody special because they're so valuable to you, and you searched high and low until you found just the right gift, just the right one, just the right color, and man, was it expensive. But you thought about them, and you said they are worth it. And with such joy, you bought it. And when you gave it to them, and when they received it, they received it with such gratitude, joy, and it meant so much to them. And you were just as blessed, just as joyful to watch them receive it. Or have you ever given a special gift to someone you thought, man, they are going to love this. I put so much time into this and thought and hard work and expense. And when they opened it, they looked at it and was like, geez, Okay, I already got one of these. Um, I mean, that can be pretty disappointing, maybe even hurtful, but we've all seen it happen or experienced it in our own life. One of my favorite examples is Ralphie. Who knows Ralphie, huh? Ralphie from the Christmas story, right? He gets this bunny costume jammy thing from his aunt who she probably went out and looked high and low to find it just his size, spent money, whatever, to give it to him. And he is like, no, I am not. I am not wearing that. I am not putting it on. But his mom, you know, she gently coaches him to let him know he's going to go put it on. And uh, didn't, but anyhow, you know, the, you know the picture. He's not happy. Anyways, let's get started. On that first Christmas morning, God sent, his one and only son, Jesus, into the world to grow up as a human, to live a life before man without sin, being tempted in every way that you and I are tempted, so that he would be the perfect, spotless, flawless, sacrificial lamb that would be a worthy payment for all of our sin an atonement that we might enter into the fullness of God and inherit eternal life through Christ Jesus, the Son of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. What a gift. Why would God do this? I mean, this is quite a gift. This is his one and only son. There's no other son. It's not like he had five or six and just picked one and said, How about you go? You go ahead and go. So much to offer. I'm sorry. 
God gave, what God, the gift God gave was so valuable and so precious, and it cost God the Father so much to offer it to us, but he did. The only thing that makes sense to me is that he loves you, he finds great value in you, and he longs to be with you, have a relationship with you, so much that he was willing to offer that great of a gift so that we could be together with him for eternity. Now that's an amazing gift. Way better than a new Lexus, with the bow or without, that we could ever receive on earth. The next slide, uh, John 3.16, let's read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Well, there we have it clear, undeniable truth, God's gift to us. So let's look at Jesus and the incredible gift that he gave us and the cost he paid for it. As we all know, he was born on Christmas morning over 2,000 years ago in a very humble situation, born in a manger, in a stable, with the animals, with the stink and all that that comes with it, probably some flies, I guess they have them over there. Luke 2, 10 through 14. Let's read it together. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. So as you can see, it's very clear exactly who and what Christ is. He is the divine son of God and savior of the world, even declared from birth to the whole world. But as we all know, it doesn't stop there. He grows up to become a fine man that's respected and well-known. He performs endless miracles, healing the sick, healing the blind, healing the lame, even raising Lazarus from the dead. Feeds thousands of people, and all along the way, he declares that he's the son of God. He claims that he's the son of man, which in the Old Testament, it references the, the Savior. God's son will be the son of man. In setting an example of what it's like to serve God in the very character of God, he also shows us how to have favor with God and the way to God. And that way is through him. John 14, 16. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know the Father as well. Jesus makes it very clear to us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no other way. He holds the keys to eternal life. And he can open the door. He is, this, he is sinless and we are not. 
he can enter into eternity and to the presence of God because he is the son. He is the holy and sinless son of God. But the problem is that we are not. For the word of God says in Romans 3, 23 through 24, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, God. We have fallen short and sinned. Therefore, we are unable to enter. Jesus and God, knowing this, they put together a plan, the perfect plan that would redeem mankind for all generations to come. Jesus gave himself as a sinless, spotless ransom. He gave himself as a sacrifice for you and for I and our sins to the point of death, even death on a cross. We wear a cross as a cool statement. Maybe people will know that we're Christians or we're religious or believers. But the cross that Jesus died on was a very brutal Roman. It was a disgraceful way to die that only criminals and murderers died on. And knowing that that would be his death, he still chose it for you and for I. Hmm. Wow, now that's quite a gift. What an amazing Christmas present Jesus gave for you and I. Have you ever been somewhere and someone presents you a gift and you are not prepared? <laughs> not too long ago, a good friend of mine brought me an air fryer, and it was quite a gift. I wouldn't expect, I think I had maybe a card and a, maybe a gift card in it. And man, I was thinking, man, I should have, I should have got him like something should have gotten him a Lexus, you know? <laughs> but that wasn't in the budget. But anyhow, so have you ever been somewhere, someone presents you a gift, you're not prepared to give them a gift, or you find yourself quickly scrambling to come up with something to offer them, or someone gives you a gift that's way nicer than the one that you are prepared to give them, and you feel like, oh no, what am I going to do now? I knew I should have bought him that Lexus. No, uh, something fancier, something nicer that whatever. Aren't you so glad that God doesn't do that to us? He's not expecting me to go and get him a comparable gift because it's impossible. Aren't you so glad God doesn't require that from us? For the gifts we give are unmatchable. Or for the gifts that they gave, Jesus and God, are unmatchable. And that's what makes their gift so incredible. Their gift is completely free to anyone who is willing to receive it. But while it is free, it may come with a cost. In Luke chapter 14, 25 through 35, Jesus is telling us about what the gift he has given may end up costing us. It says we are 
to take up our cross daily and follow him. And when it finishes, it says that if we are not surrendered and we have not or we do not surrender everything, we're unable to be his disciple. Ouch. Now, I don't believe that Jesus is saying that we have to just go and give up everything that we have, give everything away, or that we can't enjoy life and the things around us, relationships and people. But I do believe what he's saying is that everything we have and everything we are needs to be a gift back to him as an offering and be surrendered to his control and authority. So what does a surrendered completely and totally to God life and, I'm sorry, God the Father and Christ the Son look like? I believe it may be different for every single one of us. I believe it may be different in many different ways and in different stages of our walk with Christ. I believe he will ask us to surrender different things in our life and during our lifetime. So what he's asking today might not be what he's asking tomorrow. Or what he asked you to surrender in the past may not be what he's asking you to surrender now. But I believe the most important question as your gift back to God, will you or is your life surrendered completely to God and every area of it? Do you remember this slide? from last week. I needed another drink, I'm sorry. People say I talk too much, so now you're getting to see it. And I need more to drink. This, Pastor uh, John, last week, showed us this slide. And he said, you see the check boxes and the lines? Those are a checklist of things you're willing to give to God. What are some things you'd be willing to write down and say, Lord, I surrender this. Lord, I, I'm willing to give you full control of that. My question to you today is what's on your list? Are your finances on the list? Are your, is your retirement what we've saved and strategized so long? Is it on the list? Is it surrendered? To God? Is my time? That's a really valuable one. We only got so many hours, so many minutes in a day. We're all so busy. So many things battling for our time. Can I write it on that list and say, God, it's all yours? I, yeah, I'm going to have to still provide. I'm still going to have to do things. But Lord, do with my time. Do with me however you want, whenever you want. Just speak clearly. I'm ready to obey. How about your kids? Kids get called to foreign ministries, work, whatever, family, spouse. And that's one for me. I need to write my spouse on that list and say, Lord, this is yours. I've always considered my spouse a gift from God to me, but I need to give her back to God as an offering, my children back to God as an offering. 
my career? Is it yours, Lord? Can God take it tomorrow and say, actually, I want you to go do this? It's just a question. Is it on the list? Are we willing to surrender it? But anyhow, if you were here last week, you saw where Pastor John did a very good job of just questioning us all with that. But as you will see, this piece of paper has some check marks on it, some lines, where you could write things down in your life that are surrendered and that you're willing to surrender completely to God, His control and authority in our life. And that is a great gift to God and to Jesus that paid so much an incredible price for the gift that he gave us or that they gave us. And I'd like us to think about, as we're continuing through the service here, I'd like you to start thinking about what you might be willing to write on a piece of paper, on these lines. But Pastor John also gave us a great analogy of a blank sheet of paper that doesn't have any lines. It doesn't have us writing down the things we're willing to surrender and to serve completely. But at the bottom, there's a signature section. Where are, are you willing to sign your name, all that you are, to a blank sheet of paper that says, God, Father, fill in the blank, whatever your will is, whatever your plan is, I'm all in. I mean, that was, I was moved. I was drawn to a, a real question time, and I battled with it all week. All week I battled with. And I told my son last night, he asked me, he said, Dad, what's, what's the purpose of, why does it say Signature. Which, if you want, in the back of your uh, pew there, there should be uh, some pieces of paper, and you'll see there there's some lines and whatnot, and we'll get to that here shortly. But at the bottom, it, in both sections, there's a section for you to sign. And my, my son says, Dad, why would you have people sign it? What's that mean? And I explained to him, I said, Son, the signature completes the contract. I can agree to buy a house or whatever and fill out all the paperwork. But until I sign it, it's just paperwork. So this morning as we continue through this, I want you to think about some things. One, maybe you feel comfortable with surrendering and you'd be willing to sign to. Or you might be willing to sign the open-ended contract. So as we think about that, oh, let me find where I was. Whatever he asks from you, is it his? Is everything we have his? Is it completely surrendered? The question for both of these pieces of paper, are, are you willing to sign it? signifying to God, I'm all in. In the pew in front of you, there's a paper. And if, you, if there isn't enough, there is some more in some of the other 
pews where people may not be seating, please feel free to get up and get one. And there's pens. Notice I removed the pencils and gave you a pen. We can erase that pencil. God wants us in pen. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. I want to also make sure that it's really clear that if you're not at that point today, if you're, if you're not at a spot where you're willing to or ready to surrender anything to God, that's okay too. His salvation and his gift is still fully available to you. His desire is that we would grow in our relationship with him. And that's where the surrender will be called. That's where we'll be called to lay down and offer and give our gifts back to him. But his gift, I want to make sure that's really clear, his gift to us is absolutely free today. But his desire is that we don't just sit there, we don't just stay there, that we move towards him. Something that uh, a dear, dear friend of mine, an anchor in the faith, shared this example one time. He was uh, collecting offering, and he says, see this plate? You think that God wants you to put your money in it. I'm not going to do it, but he did. He put it down here on the stage, and he stepped on his tippy toes, and he put himself in the plate. He said, this is what God really wants. Today... Today, our gift back to God is that. Yeah, he wants, our, he wants us to surrender some things. He really just wants all that you are and all that you have to be available to the offering plate. And the reason I set the offering plate up here today is because that's traditionally what we've known for years is the way we give back to the Lord. We give back to the kingdom through our tithes and our offerings. And that's fantastic. I encourage everyone to seek God and what he's calling you in what area to financially support the church, missions, nonprofits, wherever he calls you. Be generous with your resources because you're not just giving to that organization or those people you're giving it back to God as a gift. So I ask, again, I pray that that area of your life is one of the options you're willing to consider. Giving to God. Press down, shaken together. You can't outdo him. Don't want to do a prosperity gospel. So, um, the, uh, back to the thing. This, this is the way we give back to God in symbolization, the, the uh, offering plate. But this is our communion table. And underneath the cloth, it says, do this in remembrance of me. This table represents what God and Christ gave to us. The gift that they offered to us 
every time it's on this table, the blood is the, is the new covenant. His body broken for us and for our iniquities, paid in full. So this represents today God's gift, our gift back to God. I'd like to ask the worship team to come up and be prepared. This is where that stretching that we did is going to come in handy. Or it may come in handy. We started off by going... Sorry. That we started off with is going to come in handy. I would like us all to close our eyes and bow our heads and ask God to stretch our hearts and show us what it is that he would like us to write down on the lines. So again, if you have a piece of, the piece of paper there or you want to get one, please feel free to do that. What are you willing to completely surrender to him? Give a list of options. There's, as I said before, there's endless things you can put on there. But seek him what he desires. And then are these things surrendered? Are they on the list? Are you willing to sign it? Signifying to God, these are the areas that are 100% yours. Or are you willing to sign the blank section below of the paper that says, God, I'm 100% yours. Every area of my life, anything you want to do, anything I have is yours. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Call me. Use me. Empower me to do your will in any way you please. It's all yours. And are you willing to sign it? Signifying to the Lord that I'm not willing to just sign it in this moment, but my signature represents that I'm all in for all my days. The world is broken. It's lost and we have the answer. We have the hope. Forgive us, God. I just pray you really hear my heart. So as you consider where you are today, and after you've filled out whichever section you feel God is calling you to, I'd like you to take the paper and fold it in half and then fold it in half again so it's pretty, it's pretty sealed up. It's not just open and available that someone around you could see it. Are you willing to come forward 
and place your paper in the offering plate. Are you willing to sign it? I'm surrendered. This is surrendered. And Father God, here's my gift. This is what I have to offer you. So as you come forward, if you feel led to do that, and it's okay if you don't, God knows your heart. He knows my heart. But if you decide to come forward, I want you to know the altars are open to spend time with the Lord, seeking Him, thanking Him, whatever it is. Shelly and a couple other of our prayer team people will be here. They'll gladly pray with you. Or if you just want to spend time praying by yourself, you can just say, I'm fine. We're going to go ahead and start our closing song. Again, as you feel led, you're welcome to come. I also wanted to mention, let it go, it's fine. I wanted to mention that uh, this will be confidential. As soon as it's over, Shelly and I are going to take them and shred them, leaving them closed. So whatever you offer to the Lord is between you and Him and no one else. Go ahead and come as we worship.